Emperor Constantine the Great, and he's a good place to end because he moved the capital of the Roman Empire from the city of Rome to the city of Constantinople, today the city of Istanbul. Now, as I mentioned, I will be talking about the provinces, the regions outside of the city of Rome itself, but for the most part, this course will focus on Rome, on this city that sits on the Tiber River and was occupied from about 800 BC onward. And we will focus chiefly on the architecture of this city, but also on the sculpture that decorated the city. In particular, I'm interested in portraiture. And since I'll be talking a lot about these individual emperors, I will be concentrating on how they portrayed themselves the way they wanted to be seen, because I think it's very telling about their policies and their politics. Now, this course is on archaeology and art, but you're going to get a big dose of history in this course, because in my mind, you cannot divorce the development of art from the cultural and historical developments of the day. And in particular, the Romans were very much bound to propaganda in their art, and therefore the only way to really understand what's going on with what we see is understanding what was going on at the time. So we will be focusing a great deal on history in this class. Unfortunately, there won't be much time to deal with non-imperial peoples, dealing with the art of the lower classes or the slaves, that would take a whole nother course, and, and maybe that's something we'll explore one day. But for this course, we will be focusing more on the aristocrats. Also, we won't be looking so much at women in the Roman world, though some will come into our study. But as I mentioned, as a specialty of mine, I do a lot of research on Roman provinces, we'll be spending time looking at what's going on in the farther edges of the empire. And finally, I think we need to remember that looking at Roman art and archaeology is simply an extension of looking at our own world. Today, our law, of course, is deeply indebted to Roman law. Our language is, of course, deeply indebted to Latin. Our government with its Senate and elected officials is, of course, based on the Roman Republic. And even the organization of Christianity, the way it is, was laid out today in the Catholic Church, is taken directly from the Roman governmental system. And of course, Roman architecture, iconic buildings like the Colosseum, the Pantheon, buildings in the Roman Forum, are the underpinnings for our architecture today. The, the Greeks, of course, were influential, but chiefly it's the grand Roman buildings that many American and European buildings of the 19th and 20th centuries are based upon. So study of Rome, Roman art, Roman architecture, Roman history is going to be in some ways quite familiar to us because we have developed very much out of the Roman world. But I think one thing we need to remember, and hopefully you'll recognize throughout this course, is that the Romans are also very different from us. On the surface, they may seem quite recognizable, but as we'll see, they're a unique people 
with a unique religion, a unique view of the world, that hopefully we will understand better through the course of the next 14 lectures. Our story begins with the peninsula of Italy. This is a landmass existing in near isolation. It's separated from the rest of Europe by the Alps, and it's surrounded on all other sides by the Mediterranean. The rugged Apennine mountain chain runs down the length of Italy, and it separates the east from the west, making contact between these two sides of the peninsula really very difficult. Now, numerous coves and natural harbors existed along the shoreline of Italy, particularly on the western side. And this is important because this allowed early traders from faraway lands to come to Italy in search of the precious metals that Italy possessed. The